imagine for a second that you landed the new job or you got that promotion at work or you lost the weight that you've been trying to lose or you redid the room in your house that you've been putting off for so long or what if you got to take the vacation imagine yourself sitting on a lawn chair sipping a drink looking out into the beautiful ocean and just relaxing or what if you found your dream man you've been wanting to go on dates but you've been so scared sure enough it just happened you feel in love you feel secure in yourself damn you look good well friend what i want you to know is that there are good news ahead this month i am hosting a workshop it's called stop sabotaging your goals in this workshop we're going to be exploring what comes up in your head what negative beliefs are there and we're going to learn how to dismantle them and how to overcome them because when we stop sabotaging we achieve our goals and sometimes we just need some support and a plan that works time and time again so those goals of a new job or losing weight or redoing a house or taking a vacation or even finding our dream man is possible i would love to invite you to attend this is on january 29th at 12 p.m and it's only $47. But good news is that until January 23rd at midnight, there's an early bird special of $37. So I encourage you to click on the link below, sign up, and attend this workshop. It is gonna be an incredible two hours of transformation, of skills and awareness. And you're gonna leave feeling inspired and leave feeling ready to take action. Take action to achieve those goals of yours. So simply click on the link below and let's make these dreams, these goals a reality. Welcome to episode three of The Responsive Women. This episode is all about grief. It's not a fun topic, but the reality is that during the holidays, many of us do experience grief and loss. We've had someone in our life pass away in the last year, or we've experienced a recent loss, whether that be a pregnancy loss or a death of a loved one, loss of a job, any of those challenges that really can be associated with loss. In this episode, we're going to be focusing on pregnancy loss. And I'll be interviewing and talking with Kara Magnum, who runs a nonprofit called Our Hearts Align. Her heart and mission is supporting women that have gone through pregnancy loss by bringing care packages to their door. And honestly, it's loved ones who reach out and say, I want to support them. What can I do? So if you've experienced a pregnancy loss or you know someone in your life who has, listen close. Kara's wisdom is a treat. And I hope that it blesses you in this holiday season. Welcome, Kara. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I would love for you to just introduce yourself. Tell us about what you do. And after that, also share your why behind what you do. Because um, I think we all have a big why. Um, but sometimes we don't get to share that. So I would love to hear that from you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I love the opportunity to talk about what I do and why I do it. So this is perfect. Uh, so my name is Kara Mangum, and I founded the nonprofit Our Hearts Align, which we are an organization that serves families who experience pregnancy loss. So whether it's a miscarriage, 
stillbirth or very early infant loss, uh, we really try to provide resources for those families. Uh, basically, one of the things that we do is we send out care packages. That's kind of like our big thing. And care packages are free and it's just full of comforting items and uh, resources that are specific for pregnancy and infant loss. And we are located in Florida, but we serve the entire country. So far, we've been able to send care packages to about 47 of the U.S. states. So wow. that's been really, really great. We've been able to reach lots of families and, you know, we're looking forward to continue to grow that over the next year and more. <laughs> Good. Uh, one of the reasons why I started this organization was a way to honor my own baby. My husband and I lost our very first baby and I was kind of stuck. My midwife told me like, hey, there's not a lot of resources out there. Like I can refer you to a book or I can refer you to, a, you know, a blog post that was written from another family. And um, but that's pretty much all I got for you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? So when I learned that one in four pregnancies and then the loss and there's no resources. And so this was back in, you know, 2013 is our loss. And then it took me a little while, did lots of praying, lots of searching. And I just felt like God was calling me to really um, start an organization to be able to um, help other families uh, that were experiencing pregnancy loss. And yeah, I'm a mama who also, you know, lost a baby with miscarriage. And like you said, the resources, there was like nothing. It was like, hey, go to this room wait to go speak to the OBGYN to figure out next steps. And I'm just like, what the heck just happened? I had an ultrasound that I'm sent here and ah, what's happening? And the emotional support just wasn't really there. No, not at all. That's very common. And sometimes stories are like even way worse than that. So it's very sad. Yeah. And so with these care packages, like, what is that? Is it like, what's all in there? So if people are like, Ooh, and how can I send this to people? Do I have to have a miscarriage? Like, how does, how does that work? If people are listening and going, oh, I actually know someone, how could I bless them with this? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So on our website, there is a pregnancy loss care package tab that you can go and request a care package for free. All you need is all I'll need is your name and your email address and then the person, the recipient's name and their mailing address. And then if, if you'd like to add in a little note or something written to them, uh, then you can put that in the little comment section and then that gets sent to me and we send out packages about you know once a week, depending on our really busy time. Sometimes it takes up to two weeks, uh, but we try to get those out as fast as possible. And on the inside, uh, there is a devotional it's a journal, a devotional, and a coloring book all in one. We pair that with some coloring pencils and a writing pen. We put in some comforting items like uh, green tea, honey stick to go with the tea, usually a little chocolate snack. Right now we have little mini chocolate brownies, uh, cliff bars going in there. Um, we have like a little vial of essential oils. We have a little ornament or some sort of little memorial item that you can use um, to, you know, remember your baby. Uh, right now we have, we had donated little uh, angels that were made, a little ornament, and they were made out of uh, wedding gowns. Uh, wow. So they recycled them, made them into a little ornament, um, and they also uh, used 
wed- old wedding gowns to like make um, burial clothing for, you know, a stillborn or an infant. So I felt like that was a really, really sweet connection. Yeah. Um, usually you'll also find like uh, forget-me-not seeds in there to plant. Uh, we have bath bombs that go in there. And then we connect with other resources that are available across the country and um, that are specific to pregnancy and infant loss. And we put those in there as well. Yeah. And so really what I'm hearing is it's just those self-care, those soothing, those comfort items that we all as women need in different times in our life, right? Like a bath bomb. Hey, go take a bath right now. Like go treat yourself. Like that provide comfort to us. Um, and so I think, you know, one of the questions I think that sometimes comes up is if someone is going through this loss, how do I support them? What are the things that I could do? Um, and you're giving these examples. These are very simple things. Like very simple. There are little things that we can do to bless someone. And it's thinking about how do you experience comfort? How do you relax? And those are things that you can bless people with very easily. Um, and it provides a lot of comfort to them. Definitely. I always say you can ask them to like send them a meal. Uh, there's so many different ways that we can do that now. You don't even have to like be near the person. You can yeah. order it online and have it sent to them. Or you, if you are near them and you can bake them something and drop it off at their doorstep. I mean, cooking is like one of the last things that you want to do. So that is like this, like very at the minimum, like easiest thing for you to do. Just let them know, you know, how much that you're thinking of them and you care for their situation that they're in. Yeah. When I think, you know, if we think about it, when we're tired, physically tired, we don't want to cook. But with a loss, you have the physical exhaustion, but you also have this huge emotional exhaustion that is very weighty. It's not little, it's actually very intense. And so, like you said, thinking about cooking, thinking about making food, last thing on their mind. No, I did not want to do that at all. (laughs) Oh, I didn't either. I was like, and then when people like legit, that was the best thing. So whenever people have a baby, whenever someone has lost their anything, I'm always like, I'm going to bring meals over to you because I know how powerful that was when I had that. That's a great idea. Just always make sure to check if they have food allergies. Yes, very true. (laughs) (laughs) So fun. Well, one of the things that I really wanted to bring you on and talk about as well is the holidays. and especially loss around the holidays. It's not something we often like to talk about, or especially with a miscarriage, people don't often feel like they can talk about these things, or maybe we don't even tell people we're pregnant and then we have it. And then it's this foreign thing that what are we supposed to say or do or anything? Um, And sometimes we don't even tell people, but we're grieving. We have this loss Um, and just really just loss in general as well. But I think because you work so closely with women and support them in this way. I would love to hear your tips, your advice, your wisdom to bless people that are listening. Yeah, thanks. Uh, So I actually kind of wrote down some bullet points to kind of share uh, about some five, like five different things that I thought were helpful to me. So grieving during the holidays is like really close to my heart because when we lost our baby, we actually found out in the beginning of December that we were going to lose our baby. Like I had no idea. We were told ahead of time. And then it took an additional two, two and a half weeks for us to actually physically miscarry. And that ended up putting me right two days after Christmas. So 
Like, can you imagine how difficult that Christmas was and the new year? And oh, it was it was a rough time. But um, over the years, I've really been able to focus on different things that have helped and turn that grief into kind of something positive. Mm -hmm. So like one of those things would be to create something beautiful, like use your hands to sit down and just like create something that you remember your baby by. So sometimes like, especially around Christmas time, a great thing would be like creating an ornament to hang on your tree or putting some paint on canvas right or like making cookies I'm gonna make these and these bring me joy and these are joyful and this is a happy thing to do exactly yes anything that you really enjoy doing that gets you moving and involved I think that's really really helpful I know a lot of families they like to plant trees around this time of year uh and do different things that um, it just kind of fits their specific um, things that they enjoy. So uh, something else that I think is really helpful is to think about all of those really awkward and upsetting questions that you're going to get when you're meeting up with your family or your friends. So thinking of like, well, maybe you don't have a baby at the time. And you're like, well, why, when are you having children? You know, that dreaded question. <laughs> well I'm oh, wow. yeah after a miscarriage it's like are you for real right now <laughs> right exactly or your family has a new baby already like maybe it's like a niece or a nephew or something and they're bringing the holiday functions and you're like happy for them but you're really sad for you because you're the one that's supposed to be holding the baby in your arms right or carrying yeah so that is a very hard thing but I encourage moms to really write out those responses ahead of time so they're not a caught off guard and two kind of the anger and the emotions aren't going to just explode on someone. Yeah. Yes. So what are some phrases? What are things that they could say or what would you coach people in on saying? Because my brain always goes, oh, like I right. go into freeze mode. So I'm like, crap, I can't think of what to say. So how would you coach someone of things to say? Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit different for everybody, depending on how detailed they want to get. Uh, but one of the questions, like, when are you having children or are you going to have another baby? Something like that is I really just kind of like encourage them to say, well, we just had this happen, right? Like we just experienced a miscarriage right now. I'm focusing on getting myself healthy and focusing on my mental health, physical health, all of that before we kind of try to have another baby. And I think at that point, like that conversation is probably going to stop or they will say, well, good for you. Like, how can I help you with that? Or, you know, like I said, maybe it's just done, but <laughs> that's a great that's one great thing. <laughs> but it's something that's a powerful statement of, you know what, right now, like I'm focusing on healing. Right. And that's wise and that's good. And that's, or I would also say sometimes if you're like, I don't even want to say anything, change the subject. Or sometimes in those ways, I say, use the bathroom excuse of like, <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom. You don't have to go to the bathroom. Like, but people won't question that one. So just go to the bathroom and wash your right. hands. Come right back. You might shed a tear while you're in there, but that's okay. Yeah. Come back out, join the party. Uh, and it's 
always good to just be honest with people too because like they're trying to be trying to create small talk they're really trying to like you know ask questions and stuff but they're not meaning to upset you yeah you know they have good intentions behind their questions and we just have to kind of remember that even though we do not see that on the surface at the time when we're grieving but uh, just kind of just being prepared yeah totally um something else that I always find helpful too is when I'm taking the attention and the focus off of myself and using that to serve someone else so right now during the holidays Thanksgiving Christmas there's always really great um, ways to be involved in your community that you can help somebody else so right now Thanksgiving would be a great time to donate some time to a food bank try to help families who are uh, in need of food this Thanksgiving or Christmas time. Uh, you could really help out children that are in need if you're okay in that space to see other children. Uh, you could even make it as simple as baking a pie or cookies, like you said, and delivering them to your neighbor or another family member. Uh, just, I mean, really simple ways to just help serve to focus that grief and to make it into something positive like I said earlier yep love that and so it's yeah I think sometimes it's how can I channel this and do something different or let's be honest it makes us feel good especially as women to be able to like help and support someone that's that nurture and it gives us the sense of feeling good and the mushy gushy happy and being able to bless people absolutely um but again, if you're at that point where you're like, I don't have the energy or anything for that, then that option is probably not one for you. And so right. no pressure, no, like I give you permission to say, I don't want to do that this year. Yeah. Okay. And the, absolutely. Um, time might come even next year. We're like, oh, wow. So different. Now I actually feel like I can. Um, but again, there's no pressure. Like this time of year yeah. can be very difficult. And so recognizing where you're at and recognizing um, what you need is healthy and good and very, very wise. And I just always remind people like everyone grieves differently. They grieve in their own way and in their own time. So what's right for one person may not be right for another person. And that is absolutely okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good to hear that and for people to know that. And I think what's so difficult is I remember we were talking the rate of miscarriages is in one in four pregnancies. So we think this isn't common. It's one in four. Very common. Very, yes. very common. But the level of how much we actually talk about this, I think is like one in 40 <laughs> pregnancies people talk. Like, I mean, it just it doesn't really happen. Like people just don't often talk about this, but it's it's common. And I know in my experience, I would tell people like, oh yeah, we just had a miscarriage. And then sure enough, there'd be couple other women in the room going, oh yeah, we did too. Me too, me too. And it's like, wow, wow. Like we just don't often talk about this and share in those ways. No, not at all. Especially for those who have experienced an early miscarriage prior to that 12 week safe zone, right? And uh, that's something that I've done in my subsequent pregnancies. I've made sure to kind of announce and at least tell someone 
after I got that positive pregnancy test. Uh, so if I were to lose another baby, that uh, there would at least be one or two people there that can help support yeah. me during that because a support system is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I also find it really helpful for women to journal as well, like writing down like thoughtful quotes or Bible verses or quotes from the books and stuff and kind of just like reading those and going over those when you feel weak and down and upset and you can go back to some of those quotes that you wrote down or some things that you doodled or anything like that it's good it's very helpful and so I'm pulling up I just I just took a walk to Starbucks because I needed a break because sometimes we need those things and I one thing I love doing is when I need to go take a break, I really look around different places and I look in my environment to see what kind of things can be there to encourage me. And from what you were saying of just having statements, having something, affirmations about yourself is I went and I saw this and I thought it was so beautiful and it just really spoke to me. It was actually a board of affirmations and people could just write them and post them. Um, like that's something we can do, or we can even just write affirmations to a friend or send people a text and like say affirmations about them, or you can write them to yourself. And I encourage people to sometimes put them on a mirror or put them on the back, like take a photo and put it on the background of your phone, you know, like things like that, that can mm -hmm. just really uplift you. But this one said this, and I, for me, I was like, wow, I really needed to hear this today. It said, you are valued because you are you and you're made for a reason. Just love that. Right. And it's like, wow, that person, I have no idea if they knew that that would then be able to bless me in that moment. Um, but there's power, there's power in those wisdom. And it's something that we can kind of just stop and we can look at and we can reflect on that. And we can allow that to become our focus. Cause I believe something that what we focus on, we get more of. So if I focus on that, I focus on that positive affirmation. I focus on that truth. I get more of that. That is good feelings that, huh, I can do this. Like I am powerful. I am able to do these things. Um, we get more of that. But if we focus on I'm inadequate or I couldn't do this or I'm not worthy of this or all of those things, we get more of that, more of that. Ugh, and the feeling like crap and taking on those identities, um, which it's not our identities. Um, <laughs> yes so oh I love that that's a really great idea and really honestly the other thing is just take time for yourself <laughs> kind of like for some people that's gonna be uh, taking a bath with a bath bomb like we talked about earlier some people that's going for a walk or a hike looking at like beauty and nature um, getting a massage would be really nice yeah. maybe going on a trip I don't know whatever it is um one of the things I was like it's okay if you sit on the couch like with some popcorn and binge watch Hallmark movies all day long <laughs> yes absolutely whatever it is going to be for you you know I think Kara's giving you permission I'm giving you permission because <laughs> it's ridiculous at times we say it's ridiculous, but it's not because we all need it. We need someone to literally give us permission to do it. Um, because otherwise okay, you need it. <laughs> okay. We need it. Yeah. Okay. So go do it. I'm giving you permission. Kara, you giving people permission to definitely 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Oh, love that. Are those the tips that you have? Is there not? I think that was five. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So if you could just reiterate those five back just to review and have us, and what I'm hoping is people that are listening can really draw at least to one of those and can really hold on to that to help you guys during this time. Yeah, definitely. So there was create something using your hands, make something beautiful. Uh, two was write out a response or multiple responses to some upsetting things that people may say to you. Uh, three was kind of in honor of your baby, uh, perform a service to help someone else. Mm -hmm. And number four was to journal your thoughts. And number five was to take some time for you. Mm, I love it. Simple, but super powerful. Um, There's a lot that you guys can do. I think what happens is in our brain is, especially when we're grieving or we have a really big emotional response to something, what happens is we're in this lower middle part of our brain, but sometimes that's survival. And we don't have the ability in those parts of our brain to see what choices we have. We feel really stuck. We feel really like there's nothing I can do. Um, and so when we have something like this laid out, just like Kara did, those are choices that you can make. And so choose one and then take action on that. Because um, sometimes we need, we need that oomph. We need that little bit of a push. We need something to cling on to. And yeah, I think these ideas, these tips are beautiful and they're strong and they're wise. Um, And they also can be really healing and very helpful. Um, So yeah, just having options, knowing what can be out there can just help you in this season. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Any other things about journeys, about after a miscarriage or even pregnancy loss, not even miscarriage because they're still born and all of those different pieces what have you, yeah, what, anything else you'd like to share? Um, I can, I guess I can just talk a little bit more about what we do. Uh, so aside from the care packages, we also provide support groups. We do that uh, twice a year uh, as a group, and that's completely free as well. Uh, we usually do one in the springtime and one in the fall time. And so we're actually going to start uh the next one, probably early springtime for 2022. And uh, I also personally do kind of like one-on-one with families, um, especially during that transition time between miscarriage and their pregnancy after loss, or if they're trying to conceive again, I can really like sit down with them one-on-one and just kind of talk and figure out what our next steps are, some strategies, some different tips that they can take to their doctor to ask questions, uh, all just very specific to somebody who's recently had a miscarriage or a stillbirth. Yeah. And how does that work? Is that like a pay service? Is that free? Can people, is it nationwide? How does that work? Yeah. So the one-on-one kind of service, uh, I usually give like a free uh, session to everyone that receives a care package and we kind of just sit down and see exactly what they need and what their needs are. And if it's something that I can help them with specific with their pregnancy loss, then uh, that can continue on as like a paid service. Or if they are more of a need of like counseling services, then I refer those out. Uh, If they need specific attention doing uh, for a doctor, I try to refer those out Um, and we do have connections across the country uh, some specifics like doctor um, I probably wouldn't have unless they are doing 
you know, nationwide online chat uh, services, but uh, for counselors and stuff, yes, I definitely have um, available resources for everybody across the country. And I think in what you offer is so beyond helpful because like we said way at the beginning is when this happens, all of a sudden you're flooded with just like, what do I do? How did it? And there's not steps really outlined out. And, and especially the emotional piece for me and my experience, there was no support around that, like at all. And so I'm left going, how, what, like all these big questions, how do I do this? I don't know what to do. Like, and then it was just all these next things. And I was just so confused and I didn't have someone to turn to and someone to just offer that support. And also someone that's gone through it as well, because you're hearing from a lot of professionals that are like, oh, it's this and this and this. And then they say something's really rude because they themselves haven't gone through it. Um, And so I think your ability as someone who's gone through this and is supporting people is absolutely necessary. Um, So thank you for what you do, because as someone who's gone through it, I wish I was able to reach out to you during that time. I wish I would have, you know, all the moms, all the families, I wish, <laughs> but that's what we're doing now. So, um, and also uh, we are trying to slowly work into kind of providing some more services for children as well. So for anybody who has, maybe this is not your first pregnancy and you have their siblings, or even if it is your first pregnancy and you have nieces and nephews, uh, I just recently wrote a children's book to kind of help explain that to a young child. It's very gentle. Um, there's no talk of like actual death or anything like that. But basically, uh, the book is called uh, "The Duckling in Our in Our Hearts," and it's a gentle baby loss story. And it kind of goes through the story of like a mama and a daddy duck. Uh, preparing just like as, as parents like we prepare for the baby for our, our birth and they're preparing preparing mama lays an egg they're waiting for the egg to hatch and the egg finally hatches but there isn't a baby duckling inside and so really that's kind of meant to open up the discussions with you know parents or caregivers and their children because uh, mommy was expecting a baby we were so excited and then now she's not how is that possible? Oh, it's such a good way because for kids, they can't, let's sit down and let's talk through all this adult lingo. They don't really get that, but a story very much they can connect to. So yeah, let me know the info for that. I would love to get that info out there for people too, because just whatever resources are out there, you know, my son was, was like, 15 months when it, it happened for us, but even though it's like, oh, he's so little, he doesn't remember. He remembers a lot because I was emotionally just checked out. Um, they may ask questions in the future too. You never know. And my daughter is six years old and now she's starting to understand those processes a little bit more. And we've been opening up more and more discussions as well. So I never know when it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, I think, especially with kids, they'll notice, okay, why is mommy every September on these dates really just something's off, right? And what happens with kids, because I've done a lot of work in doing therapy with kids, is they start to internalize it and they think I did something wrong. It's somehow my fault that mommy is feeling this way. And we as adults sometimes don't just stop and have a conversation with the kids and explain what actually was going on. 
And so they take that internal process and they, they don't have to internalize it as their fault or things, but they can see, oh, mommy's like, mommy's grieving this and mommy feels sad. And it's not your job to make mommy feel better. Mommy, mommy's feeling sad and it's okay to feel sad. And if you want to help mommy, this is what you could do, but it's not your job to make mommy feel better. Exactly. I love that. And all these like little mommy talker things. People are like, that's ridiculous. It's like, no, but that's like how kids communicate and they understand. And our kids, they do need explanation, but age appropriate explanation. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So the duckling analogy, I think is beautiful. It's, it's very true, um, but it's very age appropriate. That was, that was definitely the goal because I was hoping, you know, even my three-year-old, if, if the questions were to come up or if I wanted to talk to her about it, then I, it would be gentle enough to even talk with my three-year-old. So, cause a lot of times our, you know, children are really close together in age and they're young. And like you said, they just don't understand. And it's important to be open with them because otherwise they might internalize it and think it's their fault. Yeah, Absolutely. Was there anything else you'd like to share? Everything you have has just been so good. It's been so riching for my soul. And I hope riching for people that are listening as well to know that, number one, you're not alone in this struggle. And if you are needing support, um, Kara, can they reach out to you? Can they connect with you? Of course. Yeah, so they can look for pregnancy uh, loss resources on our website which is ourheartsalign.org i can send you all of the links too we also are on facebook and instagram i'm a little more active on our facebook page struggling a little bit with instagram (laughs) Uh, but you can also follow along with me personally uh, at passioninthepurpose.com that is my blog site and it's the same for uh, instagram and facebook as well (laughs) Okay. Awesome. I will get all those links. You send them to me. I'll post them so people can have just quick, easy access to click um, and reach that out. And let's say they have a loved one. Like you said, it's just literally filling it out um, and then sending them a care package. That's it. Okay. That's it. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, if you guys have people in your life that might be in need of that, please um, go to Kara's website check it out check out the work that she's doing um because it's one in four one in four women um it's very common and it's not something we talk about and I believe in talking about the stuff that's not so easy to talk about but it it helps us feel like we're not alone and that also helps that healing process as well and I just hope that everyone listening has a great holiday season uh, and that, that they are truly blessed throughout the rest of this year because it's coming up quickly. Super fast. Yes. Well, thank you so much. This was an absolute treat and happy holidays to you. Yes. Happy holidays to you too.